our deepest fears that we are powerful beyond measure. I will live every day as if there were a microphone tucked under my tongue. It's great to get in the game, but don't get in the game until you understand the rules till you're an insider. Your life changes when you begin having a different conversation in your head. What we need to do in radically deep problems is propose radically visionary solutions. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Welcome to our festive power cut series where the Inside Influence team take a six week pause over Christmas to reset, read, recalibrate and generally refill our creative tanks. Oh, and you know, we'll probably eat a few mince pies while we're at it. To keep you fueled while we're gone, we have traveled back through the archives and pulled out six of our all time favorite episodes from the past year. We have then taken those and cut them down even further into the most powerful moments that I can say hand on heart have in some way radically changed how I show up, lead and influence over the past 12 months. No fluff, just 20 minutes of solid gold wisdom. If you're new to the Inside Influence community, welcome and enjoy the ride. If you are a long time listener, I promise you these moments are so worth a refresh. Today's power cut is with Colin Boyd. Colin is a teacher, author, and secret weapon of some of the most well-known influencers of our time. In his own words, he is obsessed with helping experts and entrepreneurs tell their stories in a way that creates action, including next-level sales results. His keynotes at conferences around the world on topics such as persuasive communication and selling ideas have been met by clients including Coca-Cola, Suncorp, Fuji Xerox, Hewlett-Packard, and many more. He also delivers his signature program, Sell From Stage Academy, which helps people turn every single presentation into a conversion machine. In this part of our conversation, we are deep into discussing how to create your signature story. The one story that you know will convert attention into action every single time. How to get over the resistance that we have to crafting a compelling story. Shifting from feeling, you know, kind of salesy, pushy, yucky, and instead moving into a space of inviting your audience into a space of transformation. Plus, how to saturate the senses of your audience to create next level engagement. If you enjoy this Power Cut episode and want to hear my full conversation with Colin, check out episode 137, I'm going to say, on either my website, juliemasters.com or any of your usual podcast hangouts. But for now, sit back, stride on, relax and enjoy the Power Cut of my conversation with the incredible Colin Boyd. We're talking numbers here. We're talking conversion yes. rates, and you know, in in my industry and in your industry, there's you know these conversion rates get talked about a lot. You know, you the amount of people that you can get to a presentation versus the amount yes. of people you can get to take action from a presentation versus the amount of people those people you can get to actually make a commitment, and then from those people, how many people you can get to see that commitment through. So, you know, for anyone who's listening, don't worry so much about the numbers now. Um, you know, probably the best way to look at the numbers is they're always a lot lower than you think they're going to be. You know, yes. in certain industries, 2% is good. So, you know, 
don't worry so much about the numbers at the moment. The most important thing about this topic is that, you know, if you can get this right, if you can get your signature story right, then whatever opportunity you're chasing, you are mm. going to be quantum leaps ahead and being able to make that happen. Mm. Yeah, well, I know for me, it's um, when I first started, especially on the online world, because probably about four years ago, I made a transition from being a, you know, a, a event speaker uh, to actually really just delivering online courses and things like that. And um, I know for me, the first time I ever created an online course, I was so excited about it because I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to change the world. And I'm messaging everyone on Facebook, like Facebook probably would have banned, banned me, right? So I'm doing all this wild, wild west activities on Facebook. I'm DMing people, people are hating me, all this sort of stuff, right? But I'm just so excited about this course. And I actually had 600 people sign up for the training series to, to watch the course, like to watch the training series and then potentially join the course. And I was doing the numbers and I don't know if anyone's ever done this before where like maybe you're at an event or you, you've got these leads and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to like, uh, and I'm going to get the, my message. Yeah, I, I call that the perfect day numbers. We all do them. <laughs> the like, perfect day numbers. You know what? If 50% if did and then if 25% did, all yeah, exactly. the perfect day. Yeah, and so I'm doing those, right? I'm doing that and I'm telling my wife, I'm, I'm like, babe, this is going to change our life. This is going to be the best thing we've ever done in our, you know, in our world. Like, like it's, it's, I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to help so many people, all this sort of stuff. And then I remember I did the training and, and I, and I opened the offer and the first day, no one bought. So zero, right. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe day two is going to be the day. Second day, no one bought. <laughs> Give people a chance to digest. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah, they it's just obviously come. need more time. <laughs> Day three, no one bought. And then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, maybe day four is going to be the flood day. And day four hit, no one buys. And the last four hours, someone buys the lowest payment plan, right? The 12 pay. And because that's what we sometimes do. We offer like a 12 pay. And um, I was completely devastated. Like absolutely, because I had just lost thousands of dollars on building this online course and uh, I was like, maybe this can't work. And I went back to that idea that we were talking about before, which was that you're one irresistible presentation away from the breakthrough you're looking for. And I got obsessed about what's the difference between content that connects and content that converts in a way that really is authentic as well. Um, and then what was crazy was that same course, like I could go into my Kajabi, we've had, I think, 4,000 members join that course over the last six years and it's around a $500 course. Like you can kind of do the numbers. It's crazy. And so what's amazing was that literally from that experience of not being able to sell my course to realizing, and this is coming down to a whole nother idea, which is I realized that I thought my course was my offer, but my offer and my course are different things. And so when I understood that, I went deep into the audience and gone and asked them, what are the main things that they want in this offer? And then I crafted the offer so that the offer like fit the audience psychology correctly. And I didn't change the course at all. And then the course started selling. Okay. So there's a couple of things I just want to, there's a Go couple of it. rabbit holes there. I just want to go them. So 
you know, the first rabbit hole there is, you know, you go from zero and, and we've all had that moment. I've heard so many versions yeah. of that moment of people who are start, trying to start a business, people who are trying to get out there more, fill a room, fill the, a pipeline and who end up just sat in the backseat of their car crying because that first go, that version one is never the perfect day scenario that you hope it's going to be. And so I think it's worth just pointing that out, that version one. It's usually worst day scenario. Yeah, you know, we have to, <laughs> I have a saying that. that it's always version eight. And unfortunately, we forget that it's always version eight and we tend to smack ourselves around on version one, two, and three. And if we can just embrace yes. those, we'll get to version eight a lot faster. So there's that. The second thing is that, and I think it's worth just pointing out some numbers here. You went from literally <laughs> zero in sales, pretty much, to, for those of you who didn't do the maths, I've got it written down here. Eventually you went to doing, you know, a hundred thousand dollars worth of, worth of conversions in an hour. And that's gone on to, I've got 2.3 million here, which yes. I, I know it's bigger than that now. So let's go, let's go to what you were just talking about there, which is the difference between the product and the offer. And I, I see that happen so many times where what we think our job is, is to drive a product, drive a service, you know, give people as much information as we possibly can about our product or service. And actually in my world, the flip is from driving a product or a service to driving a conversation. Your job is to drive mm. a conversation. Um, I feel like you're going to take that even one step further now, which is it's not about the product or the service. It's about the offer. So walk through the difference mm. there. Mm. So my my belief is that an offer, which most people think their course is the offer, which I guess it kind of is. But for me, the offer is a space that I'm holding that my prospects, if they're willing to commit to themselves, can enter to experience a, a, a transformation. And so for me, when I'm selling... It's not about selling. It's about asking the audience, are they willing to commit to themselves on the next level? And so when they enter the offer, they enter a place that is actually, for me, it's actually a sacred place of transformation. And so, so the, when they enter that offer, the, the currency of the commitment is money, which is an obvious one, time, energy, focus, attention, these are all the currencies that someone has to bring to their offer to, to, to experience the space that I'm holding for them. And that space for me right now is, is self from stage Academy, right? That's our main offer. And it's like, that is a space that I hold for people to experience a transformation in what I help them with. Now, the, if we go back to this idea of what's the difference between your program and the offer, the, the, the difference is a lot of the time, the program is the Uber ride. Now, what I mean by that is uh, many times when people go to sell their offer, what they do is they go, imagine this, you're waiting in the morning and your Uber turns up and you pull your bags out, you get in the Uber and then you drive to the airport and you get your ticket and you get on the plane and then you get off the plane and then you get a taxi to your hotel and you get in your hotel room and you check in, you sit down in your bed and you're at the hotel on your vacation, your holiday. And people are like, okay. <laughs> and then the opposite way to see it, or the, the correct way to see it as an offer is imagine you're lying on this 
luxurious deck chair and you're overlooking the Pacific Ocean, you can feel the warm breeze over your skin. The, you, the, your favorite people are right next to you drinking your favorite drink and you can just hear the ocean breaking in front of you and you just feel this sense of calm coming over your body. Now, who wants to go on a vacation now? And so it's like most people sell the program, which is the Uber ride, when you have to sell the actual outcome or the transformation, which is the offer. And so most people get obsessed with, oh, I've got this module and that module and this module and this process where the audience, all they really care about is, is this going to give them the transformation in a time that's a lot faster than they can achieve and in a way that takes a lot less effort? So you're basically going from from selling a product to to selling a destination. I think that's probably like a yes. the most succinct way that I can that I can think of it. Um, and I also I want to pick up on a word that you use there because I can kind of feel the need to to cover this part of the conversation, and that was the word sacred. Mm. And I think it's a beautiful it's a beautiful word. And I know that for you and for a lot of people that you, one of your biggest blocks to stepping f- from where you were, which was frustrated that the change you were trying to make, the impact you were trying to have, the business you were trying to build just was not getting the traction that you wanted it to, to where you are now was getting over this mental hurdle of, I don't want to feel that horrible feeling mm. when I'm trying to sell people. I want to help people. I don't want to sell people. I just want to be able to tell them about something amazing and then them flock to me because it's so amazing. And all I have to do is say the words that it exists, build it and they will come and they will come, you know, and it's that awful realization of, oh my goodness, no, I, I need to sell this. I have to step up to the plate and sell this. And I don't want to do it in a yucky, salesy, awkward way. How did you, how did you get past that hurdle? Cause I know it was a big one for you at the beginning. Mm, yeah. And I think it's a big one for, for most people, because I would say anyone in this expert thought leadership space, like they get into it because they have some ideas, some concepts that they want to help people with. Right. So, so there, they really is, obviously they want to create, you know, a business that has meaning that makes money, all that sort of stuff. But there's also a real big intention for people of going like, I just want to help people. And, and the problem is, is that that usually leads them to when they are selling their stuff on a webinar or a virtual stage a virtual event or a live event, what they tend to do is they, out of that heart of trying to serve people, they, overload the audience with too much information and they basically teach everything that's in their course. And then at the end they say, Hey, if you thought this was valuable, imagine when you pay me, how much value you're going to get. And that just doesn't work. Uh, Like I wish it did. It just doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. It would be so easy and simple if it did. Oh, I wish it did. I wish you could just literally teach your course and show them everything that you can do and then go, okay. And then the next step is the buying our program and joining. So, so what do we, what do we do wrong? What do you do wrong? I know I've heard you mention some, and when you were talking about them, I was like, not in my head. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, you know, mistaking our signature story, our, you know, our go-to tool story as our origin story. I'm just going to tell you my entire mm. biography. I'm going to tell you everything I've ever done in my life. Um, what are some, and that was always my bugbear. What, what are some of the other mistakes that we make when we're putting together these signature stories? Yeah, well, I mean, for me, a signature story is a core, a core part 
of of any presentation that sells. And so some of the mistakes that people make with their signature story is thinking that their signature story is about them. Uh, and I know that's like the, the, the big thing here is that most people think that they're telling their story, but when you tell it correctly, you're actually telling your audience's story. And the most effective way to do that is to enter the internal tension and conversation that you are having with yourself through the struggle and the challenge that you had in your story. And so external experiences are specific, internal experiences are universal. And so when you tell your signature story, the way that you take people on the journey with you is you have a deep, a deeper experience of what was going on internally in you the struggles you had, the desires you had, the tension you felt, the disappointment, the 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 you know the overwhelm, whatever you were experiencing, because that's the universal experience that humans have, not the necessarily the specific experience, but the specific experience externally makes it a story. The internal experience makes it a universal transfer of of emotion and journey. And I know I've heard you mention saturating their senses, which I, I yes. just think is a really good way to look at exactly what you're talking about right now. You don't spend, there's a little bit of time talking about the exact situation, but your exact situation isn't going to match many people's exact situation. However, mm. as you said, your internal experience of that situation, the struggles you were having, how you were feeling about yourself or the situation, the realization that you had, that's your internal experience and that is universal. And you do that by saturating somebody's senses so can you mm. what what does that mean for you when you say those words yeah well i mean saturating senses is comes back to like what people saw what people heard what people felt um and obviously there's taste and smell which are the other senses but but on those three initial senses there's external and internal which is what did you see externally in this in the story of your journey and then what did you see internally? What was the vision you had for your life? What, what were you seeing as pictures in yourself? What, what were you hearing externally from people from around you, the, the naysayers? And what were you telling yourself? What was the, the, the judgments you had of yourself, the questions you had of yourself? What were you feeling you could do feeling externally? Or, but what were you feeling internally, like the, the, the challenges, the gut experiences, that sort of stuff? And so when we talk about saturating the senses, that's like one principle of telling a great signature story. Um, now, you know, if I think about what you asked before of going like, what are the other mistakes? One other mistake is you, you mentioned that people just tell their origin story. One of my obsessions and kind of uniqueness is getting people to tell their conversion story. And so their conversion story is when you align your signature story with the idea of what I call a core premise. Now, I'm not the only, I'm not, I didn't make up core premise, but a core premise is essentially the key idea that you were trying to transfer to your audience through the story. And so for me, one of my key ideas is that you are one irresistible presentation away from the breakthrough you want in your business, right? That's that's my key idea. Every business owner, every thought leader, every expert needs to have a core premise for their business. Um, I was just doing some coaching with a guy just recently and 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 his core premise is around using social media to grow he to grow your real estate business 
right? I was doing some private coaching with them. And so everyone should have a core premise. And the core premise is like, if you can, if you can cascade your business or just kind of dissolve your business down to one idea, it's that one idea that if the audience believes that idea, then your program or working with you is the next step. And so when someone asks you to tell your story, you shouldn't tell your story. You should tell the, you should tell the story that aligns with the core premise of what you help people with. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have seized hold of at least one tool, idea, or mindset that will help you start raising your own level of influence. Now, for those of you who want to take the next step in your journey or would just love a roadmap to becoming the most influential voice, idea, or brand in your space, then I have good news. You can now download the latest updated version of my ebook, The Influencer Code, from my website, juliemasters.com. Also, there's a link in the show notes. Just pop in your email address, and I promise I will not spam you, but it is jam-packed full of ideas, tools, and case studies that I have come across in my now 20-plus years of doing this work, not to mention the seven areas and seven core questions that I have found to be hands-down the most valuable when it comes to immediately lifting your ability to make an impact. Download it, keep it, share it, juice it for all it is worth. I hope it makes a massive difference in both your career and your business. Thank you always to my co-founder and the main brain behind this podcast, Lauren Kelly. You kick my butt in all the right ways. Thank you for making it happen. And if you did enjoy the show, then we would love you to share this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, whatever your platform of choice happens to be. And don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode.